Hi, my name is Dale McCamish, and this is the Backstory Podcast, the story behind the testimonies that we give at church, those little three to five minute clips. And I'm here with Shane and Jenny Dobbs, and uh, we're going to hear their story today. And I just love starting off with this question. Uh, how did you come to fall in love with Jesus? When did Jesus Christ become real to you? Like, he is really my Lord and Savior. Tell me that story. Well, I grew up in the church. Um, my parents took us every Sunday, very involved. Um, but like a lot of people, when I started college and moved away from home, I moved away from the church as well. Um, we we bought our farm in 1995 in Clarksville, and I remember we were we were boating at Lake Cumberland one day, and it was an absolutely gorgeous day. And it just, I just remember thinking, I need to go back to church. Look at this beauty that God has all around me. And I don't, I don't go to church anymore. That's not right. And so I started going, I started going to the Clarksville United Methodist down in, in town. And he started coming with me. Um, I accepted Christ one day in my car. At work. That's really weird. But I can remember thinking, you know, I really need to give my life to Christ. And and I kept thinking it had to be this production. And I thought, no, it doesn't have to be. I could I can sit right here in my car and say, I accept you, Lord, and yes. I accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. And so that happened and things got deeper with my relationship. Um, but then in 2007, we were going to a church where they baptized in our the creek that runs next to our house, our farm. And um, I decided I had been sprinkled as a baby but never immersed, and I wanted to be baptized in the creek. So... He didn't, he didn't say anything <laughs> until that morning... And I didn't push, and I and he asked me. He said, "So, what do you wear to a baptism in the creek?" <laughs> and we both ended up going to the creek. <laughs> but when we went in, two pastors went in with us, and the lead pastors. We thought we were going to go in individually, and he said, "No, you're married. You're as one. You're going in together." Oh, that's and beautiful. we hooked arms, and we both went in together. Oh, so that's we, beautiful. We took the plunge for the second time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What was going through your mind when that was? So she was kind of apparently building up to that decision. Yes. So I, when you when you said that, you reminded me of just scriptural passages where like Romans, it says God reveals himself through creation and he was talking mm -hmm. to you. The Holy Spirit convicts us that was going on in your car. And then there's this beautiful passage that it says, you never know when the wife is going to save the husband by her by her actions, which kind of I, sounds like that was going on. So what was going on, Shane? I was going to give her the credit you just gave her. So <laughs> <laughs> you stole my thunder. Um, yeah, at that moment, I would, I, um, Jenny, I would say that, well, first, let me back up and start with the story. So I was raised somewhat as Jennifer in the church, but my family was more in and out. So it was very inconsistent. Um, you know, I had a grandmother and aunts and uncles that played music in church and Baptist church in Kentucky and so forth. But as um, I grew up, it was more in and out of church. 
And so at that point, I was not dedicated to Christ or my life of faith. And as time went on and I met Jenny, then I would say that I would have to give her the credit for kind of ever so gently with those kid gloves, just leading and guiding me back to that heartfelt faith. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. So you were familiar with the church, but it wasn't really sticking. Uh, That's a good Is that a good description? It. Yeah. And uh, what what was it about uh, that day? Uh, what Did something happen that day that you said, I'm going to be baptized? Oh, Jenny just said, oh, no, I remember. Oh, um, I'm not sure what she's getting excited about. I don't remember. Um, I don't know that I knew anything up to that day. I was still kind of just holding back, watching from the wings, being a little bashful. Um, but I did make that decision. I just felt it in my heart that I wanted to go in the water with Jenny to be baptized. Mm. And, and our marriage changed. It did. It did. We had had our certainly our ups and downs. And from that day in 2007 on, I can say wholeheartedly, our marriage has been 100% better. I think that we both came to take it more seriously and to try and look for that path that we both wanted to walk together instead of kind of me doing my thing and maybe Jenny doing her thing. We're, we're, we're both, a much tighter team now. You're both doing the Jesus thing. That's yeah, we're, we're a much tighter team now. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adding that third element. Having yes. God in the, in the relationship. Yes. And I truthfully, um, you know, kind of held him at bay. I was giving him the stiff arm. Who who was influencing you during this time? Who was who was teaching or leading or who were you listening to? Do you remember? Well, our pastor. Um Calvin Martin. Calvin Martin. Okay. Yeah, he was he was mm-hmm. he was big. Um, and I had gone on an Emmaus walk, which mm. was very. Those can be life changing. Yes, it was very life changing. And, and you still serve? You still help with Emmaus every once in a while? I did up until they moved up to okay. courthouse. But yes, yeah. I was very involved for about twenty years. Um, couldn't get Shane to go. It's not for everyone. Sure. Um, but he knows all about it. So. Oh, you're not supposed to tell. Oh, the secret Emmaus cult. <laughs> it's kind of like being a Mason. <laughs> no, it's. I I like to think of it as like a buffet, and mm-hmm. um, you just take what you love out right. of it, and leave leave the things that make you a little uncomfortable. Because anytime you're pressed to be more intimate, that can be uncomfortable. Anytime you're pressed mm-hmm. to be more intimate with the Lord, that some parts get uncomfortable, and so. Uh, you can leave the parts that are uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but Emmaus is a beautiful weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that that was really that was big fair. for you. That was very okay. big for me. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Was there something besides Jenny influencing you and Calvin Martin? You said, yeah, Calvin's. Uh, I heard one of my friends refer to Calvin as a man's man. Um, I didn't, you know, he used, he was a avid hunter, fisherman, outdoorsman, and I just hadn't been around that, but a person with those same interests as mine that was so spiritual. And knowledgeable about God, so um, Christians can be people too. Yeah, oh, yeah, that is personable good. and yeah. strong personality. Calvin, yeah, mm-hmm. he's he'll get right up and tell you. He's got no problem with testifying. That is he's, excellent. He's a wonderful man. Um, and and I would give some credit to my uncle too. My father died pretty early. I mean, I was out of the home by a year when my dad died um, at forty nine years old, and my his younger brother has been very inspirational in my life. Are you allowed to share his name? Yeah, Gene, Uncle Gene Dobbs. Uh-huh. 
Gene Dobbs, mm-hmm. fantastic. And, and is, are they from Kentucky? Are you all originally from Kentucky? Yes, South Central Kentucky around Lake Cumberland. Right. Um, and then my uncle now lives uh, in northern Kentucky as he retired. He and his wife both have been inspirational to me. Um, and they're both retired educators. Um, uncle Gene has gone on for probably 20 or 25 years past his retirement, uh, educating um, inmates in prison. And I think at last count, he had helped about 1,500 people get their GED. That's fantastic. Yeah. He's still serving. He's oh, still yeah, he does. Yes. He does. Oh, yes. He's very active in his church still to this day. Well, I can I, I, I can tell he is a good influence on you because both of you serve mm-hmm. in lots of different areas in our church, and you have been an influence in our church. But I, I wanted to specifically, and the reason I ask you to, for this interview, is specifically, um, Shane, you mentioned that you were going to start serving at New Life Clinic. And you're not, not exactly sure what the role is going to look like, but you have some dreams about what it could be. Yes. And uh, you've been given a little bit of instruction. Tell us a little bit about the, um, the area you're going to serve at New Life Clinic. So for the last two years, um, Regina and Ed Blouse have invited us to the fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And each time um, there was a mention of a fatherhood mentoring program. And it just sort of rung a bell with me the first year, but I let it go and tried to forget about it. But, you know, when God puts something on your heart, it's hard to forget. And then when we heard it again just recently, um, I decided that's I needed to do something about it. So I stopped in and spoke to Karen Anderson, and she gave me an application um, for the fatherhood mentoring. And I don't know exactly what my role will be as I have actually started. My hope is that I will be able to mentor young men um, to understand their role and responsibility to glorify God and help them see what their life can become and what they will be missing if they don't do that. And I know that very personally because I missed it. Well, here's the hard question then. Okay. So you said you missed it, and now yes. you want to help other guys find it. What What is the it we're talking about? What did you miss? I fathered a son when I was 22 or 3 years old that I did not meet until he was 18 years old for the first time. Mm. Yeah. Walk. Walk me through what that's what that <laughs> went was like. So you did get permission from him and his mom and to tell this story. I did. Yeah. Uh, there, Tina, his mother, is very much a part of our life now. She's I count her as one of our good friends. Um, we just had supper with Zach and his family. Zach, our son, and his family, and Tina, just Sunday, two days Sunday ago. Night. Yeah. So Zach is your son, given birth to by Tina, who. Uh, that that happened, but you had no relationship with Tina other, otherwise. Right? No, no. Okay, and that was how how many years? That was Zach is now thirty nine, so it was about forty okay. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you told me the other day that you weren't a good father to him. So tell us tell us what happened uh, with that situation. So Tina approached me some time later after we had been together and said that she was going to have a baby, and at that point. Uh, just wasn't ready to accept that responsibility. Mm. I know that I would have not been a good father. I didn't exactly have a good example. Um, and so I, again, held her at arm's distance. I wouldn't say I was mean to her, but I was kind of cold. Um, Did you think it was for real? Because that's got to be a shock to your system. I suppose I knew she was pregnant. I just wasn't ready to accept that it was my responsibility. Okay. 
Um, yeah, it was a shock to my system. And and then I, I guess in the back of my mind being self-protective as I always have been, I thought that if I were wrong, I was thinking male thoughts, she would have some kind of paternity test ordered and then I would be proved wrong if that was the case and then we would go from there. Well, Tina never followed that path. She never... She just went away. She just melted away and then... And you two had not met at that point. Jenny and I had not. Right. Well, but soon afterwards. Soon okay. after. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then five or six years later, Jenny and I had this discussion, I think it was six, a letter showed up in the mail with Zach's kindergarten picture. Mm. And yeah. the moment I opened it, I looked at that picture and said, oh, uh -oh. Lord, uh-oh. <laughs> she, was, she wasn't lying to me. Oh, the... the it, they were res the resemblance was amazing. If it had been black and white, it could have been my kindergarten picture. Oh wow! It yeah. was, and along what with what does that feel like exactly? Well, how, how it, does that make your stomach drop, your jaw drop? Oh, what's going? Yeah. And Jenny, what's going through your mind? Because oh my goodness, you might have known. Did you already know yes, before that I letter? Did. You knew yeah, that I, he had I, a son somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so that mm -hmm. it, but then you get the letter. Mm-hmm. Oh. But what does the letter say? So along with the letter, um, Tina had married in the meantime, in the interim, and um, she was asking me to give up parental rights so that her husband could adopt Zach. Okay. And, boy, it was really hard, but the only way to be a bigger butthead than I had already been was would have been to say no. Okay. And I thought as I, much as I had wronged her, the very least I could do was grant this request. And we hadn't been a part of his life yes. at all. You didn't you know? know him up until that picture. No, we had no. never, we'd never, never met him, never seen him. He'd, you know, he'd never even seen Tina again. You know, mm. it, so. So to try to butt into her life and say, "Hey, this is my son." Now I realize I've made a mistake, and I want to backpedal. Just seemed to be at that point the wrong thing to do. So I granted her request and signed the paperwork, and then um, her husband Craig adopted Zach. And he became Zach Copeland. Yes. Okay. So now we're fast forwarding. Now we go to age 12? Oh, probably 12 or 14. Um, I took that letter and that picture and I literally put it in my desk drawer under a bunch of stuff. Mm. You know how you bury things in your life and you mm -hmm. hope you don't, but you always hear that down there. And then one day I was cleaning out my desk and I looked at it again and I just couldn't take it any longer. It had been on my mind all along. Mm. Um, and so I dug it out and contacted her. And we you had wrote a, her a letter. I wrote her a letter and she called me and we had a really nice conversation. And it's pretty healing. Uh, but again, she kind of told me, you know, I'm married, keep your distance. And I told her I didn't want to interrupt her life or make it any harder than I already had. So... Again, um, I just let that go. He apologized. So, I apologized. Yes. In the letter. Mm -hmm. Sometimes in these type of stories, um, the mom figure in these stories can hold a bitterness and teach their child to hate the biological mm -hmm. dad. What was I, going on with Tina's life? I have <sighs> seen and heard of those stories, and I cannot give Tina enough credit She's ever an angel. in the world. She's an angel. Yeah. So she didn't bad no. mouth. What was no? Okay. She did not raise Zach with any bitterness at all. Just Tina is a very loving, very good person. I I just I had no idea at the time 
frankly, I didn't know Tina, so it's sure. it was hard for me to judge that. Um, but apparently I have a knack for finding pretty good women, so <laughs> surrounding myself with loving good careful, women. Careful, careful, this is a PG podcast. <laughs> I, have, I have a knack for surrounding myself with uh, good-hearted women. So, so she was raising him. Did she, did he know? Did she tell him he had a biological dad that was different than yeah. his yes. adopted dad? Okay, mm-hmm. and she never said anything bad. So no. he's got a healthy, at least a healthy knowledge yes. going on. Mm-hmm. And you reach out, and that was about he was twelve or thirteen. And then mm-hmm. what's the follow up after that? Eighteen. Eighteen. Um, she called. She called me um, at when he turned eighteen, and she said, "I've always told Zach." When he turned 18, I would tell him who his biological father was. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he's 18 now, which I already knew. And I said, um, she asked if I wanted to meet him, which I jumped on. And I said, I need a little background because I didn't know. So I said, can you tell me a little bit about him? So to know a little bit about my background, as I mentioned earlier, outdoorsman, farmer, loved all that stuff. And Zach had been raised in the suburbs of Columbus. And she said, well, it's kind of odd. You know, my husband and I live in the suburbs, but Zach just loves to be outdoors and hunt and fish. And <laughs> he, he works at he's a, working at Gander Mountain yeah. Outdoor Store. <laughs> and he met these friends that are showing pigs at the at the, at the uh, county fair, Franklin County Fair. And all he wants to do is go to their house on the weekends and hang out at the farm. And said he wants to major in agriculture. I thought I was going to hyperventilate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did. And it's he was going really to a high school with 2,200 other kids and was one of two that showed hogs at the oh, county fair, yeah. which, yeah. I mean, Shane was president of FFA. It's been a real lesson in genetics. Like yeah. Nature versus nurture. There's yeah. a lot of nature in there. Yeah, it's been amazing. Wow. It's been absolutely amazing. And so I don't want to cut out too much of the story or if there is more, but to fast forward a little bit further. Well, go to the day well, you met. Yeah, so um, not long after the phone call, uh, she and Zach came down to the I farm. went and I went away. Okay. I said, this needs to be just the three of you. Okay. So that's probably wise. I, yeah, well, initially that's the way it needed to be. Okay. Yeah. So, so I went Jenny away. Jenny and Jenny, she made us a wonderful meal, <laughs> some nice chili and so forth, and, you know, and then gave us our, our, our space. And then, uh, it was from the moment he stepped out of the car and from the moment I saw he and Tina, it was just all hugs and good. And oh, wow. it's been wonderful ever since. You that, guys went through family albums and stuff. You yeah. showed him pictures of his cousins and yeah. aunts and uncles and yeah, grandparents. And how did and he take all that? He was eating it up, wasn't he? Oh, I think so. Um, taking yeah. it in. Taking it in. Yeah, he took it in and it, it took a while to get to know each other. Um you know, that's, I've now known him longer than I haven't. So I've known him about 21 years now. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, it takes a little adjustment period to get used to anybody. And um, he had to get to know me a little bit more. And I've gotten to know him a little bit more. And he was 18. So yeah. Yeah, he's already formed that. Yeah. He's already, his personality's formed. His, yeah. his, uh, who he is as a man is, is still mm-hmm. being formed, but pretty set in stone a lot yeah. of that. And I, I feel and did feel bad for him because he was going through a lot because his stepfather, Craig, was not real happy about the situation of meeting me. Oh. And so it was hard on Zach. Um, I think it was harder than I realized at the time. Um, 
and he actually came to live with us for a while and he was going to college and and kind of in and out a little bit in college. I think he was kind of trying to find some direction there. Mm. I need to back you up just a little because... Um, Fill in the blanks. Well, my part of it, Yeah. after that day, um, first of all, back, back up a little bit more. After Shane and I got married, we tried to have a family of our own, mm. and I was unable to conceive. Mm. And I think we went through infertility stuff for four or five years before we finally gave up. And through that time, I just kept saying, God, why? Why can I not have a child? Um, it was really difficult. Um, so this young man comes along, which we knew he was there all that time, but he wasn't a part of our lives. He wasn't our child. Sure. I mean, he technically was Jane's, but... Um, so we felt both felt we were childless. Mm. Well, when Zach comes on the scene, Shane is over the moon. I mean, he's just, <laughs> and I'm really, really happy for him. Uh-huh. But I had a really hard time with it. Oh, I can't because quite imagine. Please walk I us through that. Felt I was still childless, mm. and he had a son, and. I didn't want to rain on his parade, but I'm in the other room in tears oh, because wow. he's just so happy and I'm happy for him, but also just kind of crushed. Yeah. So um, we were going to the Methodist church at that time, and I went and talked to my pastor and um, told her what the whole story was. Mm-hmm. And he, she said— have you met this boy yet? And I said, no, not yet. Shane's been with him a few days. She said, you need to meet this boy. You've got to get involved with him. And That sounds like good advice. It was. But it could go, I mean, no, it went it's a well. cliffhanger. That could go either way. That could be really bad or really good, but it, you said it went well. It was good because I met him, and just like when Shane first saw he and Tina and just it was, you know, we it's con- very easy. To we love connected. Zach. Zach, Zach is a very lovable, lovable it's, it's man. It's very easy mm. to love. He Zach. is just and Tina, yeah, and Tina. Um, so once I met him, everything got better. Yeah. Mm. And as we've gone through this journey, we've found that. This was God's plan all along. Yes. Oh, I it love answered how, my question. I love of, how He redeems situation. He buys it and puts it in His kingdom, like He takes it out of the world, whatever mess it is, and He says, "I'm just gonna, I'm gonna baptize this and make it mine." And so this, like what he's doing. because if we had had children of our own, we wouldn't have what we have with Zach. It mm. would, it would have made this all very different. Okay. And the way it is right now is perfect. Yeah. He's I my mean, best it's, friend. It's just perfect. I mean We spent the morning together working and splitting wood. And, and I just, watched the girls and we seem nearly now, the girls are Zach's children. Right. And they're little. I've mm-hmm. got to get a tissue. I'm crying. So. <laughs> Give me one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a story now. <laughs> So the girls are Jack, are Zach's children, and mm-hmm. they are your grandchildren. Zach and Kelsey, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Do, is Zach your boy now? Is that is he, you well, both claiming? Well, t- I'll tell oh, you a yeah. story about Tina and I. Okay. First of all, Tina to me is Sorry, she's the just camera's an, on. I'm going to cover up the pick of my nose. <laughs> she's just an angel. Um, she has she has supported Zach and Shane's relationship from the start. Sure, sure has. She has all she has wanted is what's best for her son. Mm-hmm. And she has encouraged the relationship. Um, she broke her ankle uh, one time. And Zach was working. Her other son, she and Craig had another child. He was in the service. Her her mom was away. She didn't have anybody to get her to the hospital for surgery. So Shane was working in Columbus at the time. So I rode up with him. He dropped me off at Tina's. I took her to the hospital in her car. He went on to work. I was with Tina during the surgery, and so I'm I'm in the room where they're prepping her, and this nurse comes in and she said, "Are you two, are you two sisters?" Or and I said, my response was, "Well, we're sisters in Christ," mm-hmm. and Tina's response was, "We share a son." Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> that could I mean it could go awkward, but it sounds like God has blessed that. Relationship, oh, that oh, friendship. Yeah. She, she has spent the night at our house. Yeah. She's been to family gatherings. She's mm-hmm. been to holiday gatherings. Yeah. I mean, she's part of our family. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Part of our family. Um, and it's it's not awkward. Not at all. It's That's not an, it's at beautiful. all awkward. It is beautiful. And we give a lot of that credit to Tina. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. she's the one that. So Tina is a Christ follower that. as well. Yes, I. She's not a. She's not a regular church she's goer. Not active in church right now. Okay, but Christ is definitely in that woman's heart. Fantastic. Yeah. So, so go ahead. So, <laughs> we were so talking I, about your how how is is he your boy and are these your grandkids? Yes, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yes, so, I, I call him my son. Absolutely fantastic. And so I I, I find our relationship been such a contrarian relationship so many people raise their children they grow up they go to college they move away they're in Colorado or New York whereas I've been so blessed with this relationship that it kind of was just the opposite I didn't raise Zach and he has come home we have a farm and Zach as I've already mentioned you know loves outdoors and the farm and everything and it's a great place to raise the grandchildren and just uh, two years two and a half years ago a neighbor of ours offered to sell a house uh, that borders our farm. So Zach and Kelsey bought the house. They literally live backed up to the farm, and we see them almost every day. You are blowing my mind. Yeah. this I mean, this is an incredible story. Yeah. Well, we need to back up to that Christmas. Don't forget the Christmas. Oh, his oh. gift. All right. What Christmas? How old, how old is oh, Zach at I the time? Oh, I forget how old he was. Uh, it maybe wasn't that long ago. Craig had passed away. Um, I think. No? Yes. I'm not sure. Well, anyway, he would come down every Christmas to, not on Christmas Day, but okay. he would spend some time with us and we would exchange gifts. So he didn't have any packages or anything for Shane and he pulls an envelope out of his pocket and hands it to Shane and Shane opens it up. They, t- they go into a bear hug and both start crying. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what? Tell him what it was. He had applied to the court to change his name, his adopted name of Copeland, back to 
my surname of Dobbs. So he is now Zach Dobbs. Oh, wow. And then later um, I went to court with he and Tina. Because I guess you have to go to (laughs) – I'm good. (laughs) I've already cried over this. Uh I'm good. Uh, Yeah, the three of them. So you have to go before a judge to do this. And so the three of us, Tina and Zach and I, went before the judge together when he changed his name to Dobbs. And then they all went out to lunch together. Yeah, and then we all went out to lunch. And this is all started from – my question about how did you get involved being in the fatherhood ministry at New Life Clinic? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Um, so uh, this is what I've been referring to as the ultimate irony, um, that someone who was such a terrible father, and um, my dad wasn't exactly a good example either, but sometimes maybe the best example is a not good example. You know, it's the you one know you know what not to do. Exactly. Um, and so it's kind of the ultimate irony that I want to – help young men be better fathers because, mm. you know, there are a couple of places in the Bible that refer to this. Um, I'm a jealous God and I will visit the sins upon your sons for multiple generations. I don't remember the exact chapter and verse. And I think that our society kind of does that in a way where you get into these cycles, like the cycle of um, uh, welfare. Yeah, and generational people, poverty. Generational yeah. poverty. And people just seem to have a trouble breaking out of that. And um, if I can help somebody have an ending to their story, like the ending that is our story, then I, I will feel like I've accomplished somebody something. It's it's like a it's like a fairy tale ending, though. That it mean, is what you are, and this can only happen by the power and grace of God moving Amen. in yep. your all's life. And, you know, I've seen you all bring the the girls to church, your your grandchildren, and I never knew at the time that it what that where the dis, there was a disconnect and a reconnection. Right. I just always thought that's your grandkids. Yeah, you bring just them, a but, typical relationship. Yeah, right? but um, yeah. this is this is more than typical. It is a, a grace covered, uh, beautiful yes. relationship. And if I could throw something else in here, the reason that I chose this new life ministry um, to try and serve is because of coming to the fundraisers and seeing what their mission is. The New Life Clinic fundraisers. Li- yes. And they have a mission to serve client uh, mothers and fathers, yes. um, just to help them be the best mothers and fathers they can be for their children, yes. introduce Jesus, but also give them skills where they can continue to have skill set to raise their children, skill set on how to like uh, do a budget or, or, mm-hmm. or have supplies. Um, so it, it just... Right. Uh, stacks. It's a skill set that stacks, right. and they provide so many opportunities. Um, and so that 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 has been key. I think this is kind of the end of. I, I began, and this is hard to say, but at the time Zach was born or conceived, I was very indifferent to abortion. I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't have a position. And you know, if you don't have a position, that's your. That is a position. You're mm-hmm. working for somebody, and to not take a stand is taking a position, it's a little bit hard for me to explain, but you got to pick somebody to fight for. And after that time, when I realized what Tina was doing, I think my heart began to soften and I became more pro-life, just a little bit of the time, a little Mm. bit of the time, a little bit of the time. And when I met Zach and I saw what our relationship became and I've seen his grandchildren or my grandchildren and our family grow and the love that we have, that's when I became all on board with pro-life. And mm. that's why I want to help at New Life Clinic. And um, 
Because if Tina did not have the wherewithal, the strength of character, the braveness, the heart to follow through and have child and raise him for several years on her own, then this story would have never happened. Mm. And God is a God that is pro-life. Yes. Amen. And so if I can help one person see how wonderful my life has become by someone making the right decision, and Mm. I can help them get to this same end point, that's what I want to do. That's what we're going to be praying for. And I I think that's a a good place to stop this interview, but your story keeps going, and we we get to come back. So maybe a year from now, after you get in the ministry a little bit and doing uh, serving that way, and uh, w- maybe we can do a, a follow-up. A follow-up, yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, and really, I mean, you're you're sharing intimate details of your life that I think is going to change people's life. There, there is somebody that's going to listen to this and be like, "That is that I needed to hear that so my story would change. I needed to hear that so I would start falling in love with Jesus. I needed to hear that so I would start falling in love with life. And I, I just have... I'm, I'm just praising God for you what have to what trust him. You have yeah. to trust him that he knows the way for your life. you know I mean yeah. you just have to have in spite faith. of in spite of bad things yes. he, mm-hmm. he can make it he can make it better yeah. mm-hmm. seek seek help, seek good counseling if you if you feel alone then um, you know there are people out there that are that are going to be willing to help you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you all for sharing. Thank you for being here today, and uh, we'll we'll wrap up there. Thank you. All right.